Nadia. And Max. And you're listening to Stuff, Stuff You Missed in Woods' History, History Class. In today's episode, we will be talking about a very controversial topic. Today, we'll be talking about the assassination of President JFK and discussing who killed him. First things first, we want to know a little bit of background about John Fitzgerald Kennedy. He was born on May 29, 1917, in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Kennedy got his early education at a boarding school for boys in Connecticut, where he played many sports and was quite popular. Kennedy and his older brother Joe both attended Harvard, and when they graduated, the duo enlisted in the Navy. Kennedy was made lieutenant and assigned to the South Pacific as commander of a patrol torpedo boat. He was awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for his courage when he returned home. The Democratic Party nominated him as its candidate for president in 1960 and with Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson. Kennedy and his partner defeated Nixon in a very close race and he was sworn in as 35th president on January 20, 1961. Two years later, November 22, 1963, Kennedy was in Texas to give several political speeches. The president's motorcade was riding past the Texas School Book Depository when shots rang out at 12.30 p.m. Three shots were heard by the spectators and everyone watching. The first bullet did not make contact with anybody. The second shot headed straight for President Kennedy, striking him in the back and exiting out of his throat. This same bullet is also believed to strike Governor Connolly afterwards, going through his armpit and his wrist and then embedding itself into his thigh. The third and final deadly shot aimed straight for JFK's head. Despite doctors' frantic attempts to revive the president, he was pronounced dead shortly after arriving at Parkland Memorial Hospital. The story up to this point is widely accepted. However, the controversy arises when the suspect of the assassination is in question, as 87% of Americans believe Lee Harvey Oswald was the sole shooter after the assassination. The other 13% had other ideas. Today, only 60% of citizens believe Oswald was the killer. So there are many conspiracies, and we won't have time to cover them all, but we'll be covering three. The first one would be LBJ, the vice president, and many believe that he could have ordered the kill shot on Kennedy. So one of the reasons is that he was already old and he wanted to be president. And another reason is he had an affair with Madeline Brown, who claimed that Johnson whispered into her ear, after tomorrow, those Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. I don't think this conspiracy is valid because the claim is coming from his mistress, who could be mad that he's staying with his wife or whatever other reason. There's this expert, Dave Perry. He's a professional on the assassination. He's been studying it for years. And he claimed Brown was a crackpot and not a trustworthy source. <laughs> and makes sense. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I mean, it's only one person. It's very far-fetched. Yeah, and I feel like you'd have to have more people to support the claim. Yeah, Perry, um, he also proved that Johnson couldn't have been at the party that she heard it at. So that he has an alibi that he wasn't at the party, so how could she have even heard him say that? It's fake. And this is... 
definitely a widespread belief because in 2003, a poll indicated that nearly 20% of Americans suspected that LBJ was involved in the assassination. So uh, this one, it's a little, it's a little out there. We're going to go into a few more. You guys can form your opinions. So the second conspiracy is that there could have been a second gunman, and he was called the Umbrella Man. In December 1978, the House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that Oswald was the assassin, but there was a conspiracy involving a second gunman. Uh, this is supported by the acoustics experts that analyze a dictabout recording from Dallas Police Headquarters. So the police officer accidentally left his dicta belt on and he recorded the shots being fired. If anyone doesn't know, dicta belt is just a recording device yeah. that was invented shortly before the time. And the two acoustics expert that like analyzed the recording. Yeah. Said that there was a ninety five percent chance that four shots had been fired the day of Kennedy's assassination. This is very interesting because the main theory is that three were shot. So a lot of the audience uh, only heard three. I guess the nation believes there's only three, and now four. Yeah, suddenly there's four. It's weird. And, and more on the umbrella man. He was um, on a grassy knoll uh, around the motorcade, and he was just standing there with an umbrella. It was a perfectly sunny day. Which is why it's called the Umbrella Man. And, you know, people are suspicious. Why was he just standing there? There's no rain. It's all yeah. sunny all day. So, maybe and he's just an old guy that's trying to stay away from the sun, I guess. But yeah. Some people think that the umbrella could have provided signals to the gunman to shoot the president, or that the umbrella could have been used to shoot the president with a paralyzing agent, which made him basically a sitting duck for the gunman. So, based on uh, all this evidence, I mean, this is a, it's a little more put together than the LBJ Still kind of conspiracy. fetched I think. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into the next one. So the third conspiracy would be that the Mafia was involved. Now, this is believed because the Mafia worked with Joe Kennedy to help JFK win the election. Now, this is just a thought. Obviously, we don't know if this is true, but that's a widely believed thing. Kennedy then failed to protect U.S. interests in Cuba and lost the Mafia money. So he's already got, like, red flags coming up with the Mafia. I mean, I guess he just he messed up. So um, the Kennedy administration also began to crack down on organized crime, which so, the Mafia would fall in that category. Yeah, so they weren't being protected by Kennedy at all. They were being targeted by Kennedy. And Maybe Kennedy didn't... I mean, it says they worked with Joe Kennedy, so maybe his brother actually did not know, and he, um, he wasn't aware that he was working with the Mafia. That would probably be the best thing for our country. Um, if our president wasn't working with the mafia yeah, willingly <laughs> and knowingly. So. Um, so another tie into the mafia is Jack Ruby, who killed Oswald, was a part of the mafia. So that's kind of... We don't know 
we've thought about it. Maybe Jack Ruby was covering up the Mafia's tracks. Maybe yeah. he wanted to kill Oswald so that he wouldn't give away their cover their in, you know, when he was interrogated or anything like that. So that's just, it's very odd. Jack Ruby assassinated him in the, basement of the, in the basement of the police station. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and another thing, Christian David, who was a Corsican mafia member, uh, he was interviewed in prison, and he said that he was offered the assassination contract on Kennedy. So we have, like, details that the mafia was involved in the assassination on Kennedy. He had a hit ordered on him. Yeah, this one's... I don't know, we're getting closer and closer to some... Maybe the truth. Potential here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe government officials felt like they had to help the assassins cover up the truth because the conspiracy had direct ties to the assassination of Castro. And obviously um, Castro and the Mafia, um, they might not be friends, but they Kennedy failed to protect the U.S. interests in Cuba, so maybe... Mafia is just trying to get him back. All right. So the most accepted conspiracy, if you will, um, would be Lee Harvey Oswald assassinating the president, and ju it's just him working alone. He was a pretty messed up guy. He had a rough childhood. Um, he grew up fatherless because his dad died two months before he was born he lived in orphanages like countless orphanages that's rough on a kid he was sent to youth detention centers for truancy and in 1956 he joined the marines where he earned sharpshooter qualifications and then he discovered marxism um he was later discharged from the marines three years later in 1956 and his honorable discharge changed to undesirable in 1962 due to his affiliation with the Soviet Union. So there comes the communist beliefs and his swing over to Marxism and um, he defected to the Soviet Union for two and a half years uh, where he was denied citizenship. They didn't want him. Um, but he was allowed to stay in the country if the KGB continued to monitor him. So that's a red flag already. He's trying to get into the Soviet Union after being discharged from the Marines. And he returned to the U.S. in 1962 with a Soviet wife and a young daughter. And one year later, he would shoot the president. Um, he was a new employee at the Book Depository where he shot... Yeah, building on the President. street where the motorcade drove by through. And he just sat on the sixth floor and, uh, you know, sat up on his little perch with a sniper. And he was just ready to shoot the president. And he shot Kennedy from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. And um, afterwards, he was arrested after shooting Officer J.D. Tippett on a local street and he slipped into a movie theater and they found him in there and then two days later was killed in the basement of the Dallas police headquarters by Jack Ruby the mafia member that we've talked about he was also a nightclub owner 
um, and it was all caught on live television. Yeah, that'd be really shocking to see that on TV. I think a lot of Americans would actually... Um, I don't think they'd be mad about it. No, they would definitely like to see the killer of their president die. I mean, it's very well, brutal yeah. on television, but I'm sure it was good news. Eye for an eye kind of deal, you know? Except he did die uh, before they could get any information out of him, yeah, which is so why we're talking about conspiracies. That's why there's so many conspiracies. So we don't know anything. This is why Jack Ruby is very sketchy. He covered up completely, and he caused the whole nation to just have formed so many opinions and conspiracies. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Stuff You Missed in Woods' History Class. Feel free to contact us with any of your opinions. We'd love to hear them. This has been Max and Nadia. And we'll see you in the next one.